Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the Jotun Toten, the vault dwelling, mayor of the Deepstone Crypt, the disciple, the Iron Lord, the man, the myth, the legend, my favorite co-host on the Citadel, Josh Finney. The, the almost Iron Lord. The, I'm very close. The I'm hero close of Solstice, title. Josh Finney. Oh, God. The hero <laughs> of Solstice who's not going to show up to Solstice this yeah. year. <laughs> I'm going to stick this one out, guys. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm really feeling the bird out. And uh, giving me four weeks of Solstice is not the way to cure that. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Corey, I'm not going to say it. Trevor, I'm not saying it, you, no. you bastard. I'm not going to say it. You are going to say it. I'll say I'm it. I'm not going to say it. I'll say it. It's been a week, Josh. It's been a hectic week. It's been a very busy week. So if you if you responded to any of the emails that I sent out on Sunday about winning prizes from episode 100, I'm so sorry if I have not gotten back to you yet. I promise I'm not ignoring you. It's literally, I've been that busy mm-hmm. that I have like not even checked my personal email in a couple of days outside of work stuff. You want to see? So, you want to see how much? You want to see how many emails I have, Josh? Between oh dude, if I pull it, if I pull it up, people are gonna freak out. I took the counter off my phone; it was so high. Between my account, my personal account, my work account, and my podcast accounts, I have three thousand one hundred and sixteen emails that I have not read. <laughs> I yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot. So so uh, if, if you if you've replied to us, I'm so sorry. I do plan on taking time. By the time you're listening to this, I will be answering those emails. Yeah. So this is probably all for not. I do plan on doing that Friday morning, uh, answering emails, uh, gifting out the silver. I've had to learn how to try and gift things on PlayStation, and it turns out is not easy. <laughs> um, and uh, I, you know, shipping things across the country and you know back and forth and whatnot. So. Uh, you know, if you if you won one of our three big prizes, please just bear with me. Um, I will be I'll be handling the follow up on that stuff this weekend and getting things mailed out as quickly as I can. Um, shout out again to uh, to our three our three big winners: uh, Ronnie, who won the silver; uh, Sammy, who won the Cade figure; and Christy, who won the uh, Grimoire Volume Four Anthology, uh, the Royal Will. Uh, I promise promise your prices are coming i promise yes they are i have uh i have that little cade statue just chilling in a box ready to ready to be shipped out so yeah we're, we're trying to cut down the amount of times we have to go and ship something so i imagine the cade figure will be shipped out the same time that the book <laughs> arrives uh yeah. at Corey's house for him to sign and ship out as well yeah sometime in the next week or so that i sh- week. should say they should be yeah. shipped out we're, we're hoping that the book will be in Corey's hot little hands uh by monday and uh that everything can be mailed out next week so yep bear with us i promise we did not forget about you just because i've not plugged your emails i've not forgotten it's just it is it has genuinely been one of those weeks um my girlfriend was out of town for an entire week and worked the three or four days before that. And she, you know, we have finally gotten to spend a day together since she got back, um, as well as uh, work stuff on my end. And then uh, I pulled a, I pulled a muscle. I've been in a lot of pain. From pulled a muscle? I pulled a muscle. Carrying all those people to the lighthouse. 
Oh my god, no, I almost <laughs> did, though. Uh, we uh, we won five matches in a row with Nerd Generalist the Ooh. other day. Uh, me and A1 Johnny put him in Whoa. our backpacks and carried him. Wow. Five in a row, and then we lost two in a row, so I got kind of destroyed. But uh, no, we were uh, we were just tearing it up on uh, Javelin 4 this past weekend. It was a lot of fun. My favorite map to play Trials on, personally. Uh, it's one where I've gone flawless twice. I love it for Trials. I absolutely love it. Uh, lots of lanes to peek, lots of cover. Um, very good for aggressive players. Uh, it was a lot of fun making everybody radiant. I quite enjoyed it. Which yeah. seems to not be the current thought that anybody has on PvP, but it's the most fun I've had in Trials in uh, a couple seasons now. So, yeah, well, you know, I've almost played... to the fusion rifle. I'll have the fusion unlocked in my rewards pool this weekend. They changed it to be like Iron Banner, where you have to earn it in your rewards track before it'll drop. Yeah, and that's mildly infuriating. Yeah, I uh, I played a little bit of Trials last weekend, and I got. Mm -hmm. some stuff i did not win very much but i definitely definitely played some and it was fun uh i think once i got out of the idea of it doesn't work like it used to where i need to reset my card all the time i'm getting progress towards pinnacles and towards rewards no matter what as long as i have like some match victories on my card um, or some, uh, excuse me, not just matches, but uh, round victories also. Because you get the multiplier for the 20, and then it goes up with each match that you win as well. Um, that was nice. We were on a victory. We were popping off like 180, I think, was the max we were getting. Um, and it wasn't even a double XP weekend, so that was really nice. Um, being able to grind out for... I know Johnny was trying to get the fusion and the uh, sidearm unlocked last weekend. And I think he got both of them. Nice. I know you for sure got the fusion unlocked. Nice. Nice. So fingers crossed that uh, I can drag myself uh, back into trials whenever there's a double XP weekend before the end of the season and try and grind out for both those. Have the full set of armor. Really love the ape armor for the hunters. Uh, I may be persuaded to go play on my warlock. Will you, though? Eventually. Will you, though? Uh, TBD. TBD, he says. Uh, while we're talking about competitive PvP, though, um, Iron Banner, man. Iron Banner's back this week, and is they back. dropped some changes on us without telling us. First off, I don't think any of us remembered that Iron Banner was coming back this week. I had it in my mind. I... It was, like, the last week of July. Yeah. I it is. I mean, it's almost the last. Well, no. So, I didn't know it was coming back this week until I opened the TWAB just to, scam, just to skim through it. And it was like, Iron Banner's back. I'm like, what? Did I? I thought I, I opened the wrong right blob. I reset on Tuesday with uh, with Nerd. Because we were going to go run... Uh, we were going to go run some uh, some Nightfalls or something together. And as soon as I opened it up, it was... Oh, oh, excuse me. We weren't even checking for Nightfalls. We were checking to see if there was any last... Uh, like, any final story things that were going to happen. Um, because, you know, spoilers, there is one more thing coming this season. We just don't know when it's coming. It's an epilogue mission. We now kind of suspect that it's going to be there's one week between Souls descending and the next season starting. We suspect it'll be in that week. That seems like a um, pretty good guess. Yeah, because it seems like it's just going to be a transmission in the helm is all it's going to be probably setting up the season. Yeah. Um, Going to more space. But, yeah. 
yeah, massive spoiler alert. It's been on Light GG for like two months now. Um, we were seeing if that was active yet, and then we suddenly were bombarded by Double Valor and Double oh, Iron Banner is back. We're like, what the fuck? Like, I went and Googled it. I was like, there's no way. I thought this was coming back on like the 26th or something. I had it in my mind the week of the 26th was when this was coming back for some reason. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I'm glad that I decided to log on and, uh, you know, play Iron Banner. So two daily challenges away from the Iron Lord title now. But they made some changes without telling us. So Iron Banner, great changes, by the way. There's now a mercy rule active if a team goes up by three at any point. Three zero, three to um through uh blah, 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 four to one, uh, et cetera. Like those count as mercies now. And they chopped the timer down. The timer is now only like uh for the matches, I think is only seven minutes per match. Hmm. So these these rounds are just flying by as opposed to the first weekend it was up. And for that I'm incredibly thankful. Both changes have been extremely welcome. If you get an ultra aggressive team, man, you just you're you're just cannon fodder for like a minute and a half and it's over. It's so nice. Yeah. Especially on the smaller maps like Bannerfall. Disjunction, it probably is still going to take the full time, which I hate. But Bannerfall, it goes pretty rapidly. Right. So, because things can just spiral so quickly on that map in particular. Um, right. I, I like it. I still don't think the Balut is really on the level this season. Um Wizen Rebuke being back, cool. Hero's Burden still doesn't really do it for me. Oh, this, um, the underwater weird armor is still there. The weird underwater armor is still here. By the time it is replaced, God willing, next season, we will have had it for an entire year. Yeah, gross. Give me some new give me some new Iron Banner armor. An entire year because we had a six-month season, but still, like, I feel like Iron... I'm not saying Iron Banner armor needs to change every single season. I think that just becomes oppressive, especially with there only being two banners now. But I think every six months, a, a refresh on Iron Banner armor is okay, yeah. and every year for Trials is acceptable. Yeah, I I was gonna I was gonna say every two seasons for Iron Banner, but yeah, uh, and I mean I, I think you can easily get that auto rotation. Like, okay, we reset Iron Banner in seasons one and three of a given year. So like in February and September, we reset the trials armor in may every year and i don't know find something else to do for the final season of the year or something yeah. like maybe like there's comp armor or something and that's when you refresh that i don't know yeah there, there's stuff you're gonna you're gonna have to get the rewards a little bit more balanced and I, i've seen a lot of people and this is a discussion i want to have about iron banner and trials like saying like well you know trials has a really meh loot pool right now and i don't think that's quite the case I actually think it's one of the best sidearms in the game. Yeah. One of the best legendary sidearms. Yeah. The primary fusion is awesome. I get shredded with that thing all the time. Burden of guilt. Yeah. Um, Summoner is a really solid choice for a 600 AR. It's the only solar one to my knowledge. Um, so I like using that one a lot. And especially for like when it's overload champs or when it's an anti-barrier auto rifle, I think 600s are great for that. Yeah. Um, let's hear one. I know Me messenger not being in the pool does hurt, but you still have Aisha's embrace is a solid choice. I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh my God, it's incredible. And part of that's because of where we are with scout rifles. Right. And then of course reads now reads. The problem is, the interest in reads significantly dropped because of Storm Chaser. 
Right. Storm Chaser is the best heavy in the entire game right now. Like they're going to have to nerf Linears as a whole, most likely because of Storm Chaser. Right. So it's a it's just a question of when they do that now, as opposed to are they doing it right this second? Um, not if, but when. Um, I think that you will, but like this is the argument I was seeing from I think it was Fallout Plays and Ascendant Nomad were both making this argument the other day. The reason why the loot doesn't feel like amazing right now is because three of the best weapons they've ever had in Trials just got taken out. Right. In Messenger, Shayuras, and. Um, Oh my god, I, I'm struggling to remember the third one that they took out. They took out another one recently, but Messenger and Shayuros both being taken out and Reed's not being the top-tier DPS option anymore yeah. after, like, nine months of it ruling all hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of us have just kind of gone, okay, cool, like, we, we played a lot to get the new armor set right off the bat, and to try and unlock the fusion and the sidearm, like, once those are in the pools, like, you really don't have a reason to keep playing, I don't think. Yeah. And, and we know that Summoner Summoner is leaving next season. Yeah. And I want to say there was one other weapon that was leaving, too, and I just cannot remember off the top of my head. Was it the, the Scout Rifle, I think? No, I don't think I, Aisha's isn't going away just yet. Um I'm, um, I'm going to look this up while we're talking. Okay. But the uh, the other thing I want to talk about is Iron Banner. Iron Banner needs new weapons thrown into it, not just reprised weapons. Mm-hmm. We were so excited when Peace Bond came in as the stasis sidearm. And we didn't really get that, though, afterwards. Uh, Eye of Soul. Eye of Soul, I believe, is disappearing. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> yeah, so ne- next season you're going to lose Eye of Soul and Summoner. Um, and then uh, Peace Bond is leaving the Iron Banner. So go get go get you a good Peace Bond if you don't have one. This is your last chance to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as uh, Archon's Thunder, the uh, the LMG, which I personally don't like. But I, really I kind of want to go on another character and claim a bunch of my Iron Ingrams from Saladin and just leave them stored on a character I don't use. Yeah. So that I can just dump them all at the beginning of next season, and like, if there's new armor, get the new armor right off the bat, or take a take a swing at new weapons or something. Um, I would also caution everyone to remember that um, Plug One and Hothead are both going to leave. I know this is kind of shifting away from PvP talk, but Plug One and Hothead are both going to leave the Nightfall pool. So be sure to grab those if you don't have those already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really remember uh, the order that the weapons are going in. I know uh, DVA is the one that is up uh, this week, the hand cannon. Uh, and it's Insight Terminus, so it's a good one to go grind out for it. Most of the ones left this season are grindable. You got you got that this week. You'll have Warden of Nothing next week. And then I think you have two weeks in a, or you have the Corrupted breaking it up. And then you have Insight Terminus and uh, not Insight Terminus, God. Inverted Spire and Arms Dealer back to back. So you've still got some really solid opportunities to go farm some of these on Nightfall or Grandmaster difficulty, especially Grandmaster difficulty. Like Arms Dealer can be done in under 15 minutes on Grandmaster. Yeah. Same with Inverted Spire. Um, great opportunities to go get those. That's how I got my plug one was by farming those. Inverted Spire is a joke at this point. 
I mean, really a lot of the the vanilla strikes are right. Yeah. Uh, unless uh, we're talking about uh, Exodus Down. God, no, get out of here. No, no. Uh, so okay, so the other night, uh, Mitch and I were playing, and mm-hmm. we were just trying to grind out some dailies before we went and did like other harder stuff. Yeah. Or weeklies, I guess. Uh, and we, <laughs> the first strike for just a normal strike was Exodus Down. And we were both like, nope. <laughs> we yep. just left. I, I have a habit of leaving too. If that pops up in the rotation, I simply just won't do it at this point. That's a testament to how truly awful it is. Yeah. Oh, it's so stupid. It's just long. It, it just feels long because you're on your sparrow for so much of it. Yeah. Um,. We we've talked about it a lot before, but loopholes have got to improve. Yeah, they got they got to improve somewhere. Like we can't just keep getting revamped Destiny One weapons as the Nightfall rewards, or even revamped Destiny Two weapons at this point. Like they can't just be weapons from the past. They keep right. getting put into Nightfalls. Right. I think that's disingenuous at best, mm-hmm. and you can't be like, oh, we've got new weapons for you guys. Like, no, this is returning shit. Like, and if the the theory about next season being a drifter focused season are true. I pretty easily see them following the pattern or following a pattern that they established this season with, well, we brought back six weapons from the menagerie. What if we do the gambit prime weapons now gambit prime and weapons? Like I could easily see them saying, uh, here's soul survivor. Here's gnawing hunger back. Uh, here's doomsday. Uh, bug out bag, maybe. Um, I don't know. Some some of the other ones. Every waking moment, I think, is one. Uh, you know, there there's a lot of these that you can throw out there that were Gamma Prime weapons at one point. If it's going to be a Drifter season, you have those, and then you have the new suite of six weapons as well. Right. Um, and th- it's funny because that would be the inverse. Like, and then oh, the final season right before Lightfall. Oh, well, you know if Lightfall's about to happen and we're assembling the Avengers, we got to get the Forges fired back up. Let's go get Black Armory weapons. Like, And wouldn't that just be like the biggest kick in the dick? People have wanted Black <laughs> Armory back for so long. And, well, you guys got three months to go get them. Go do it over Christmas. Like, right. that's when you have the opportunity to do it is at Christmas time. Wow, gross. God, you gross is right, man. I'm just like, <laughs> I've, I've like gotten on my hands and knees and been like thanking the video game gods that God of War looks like it's going to actually release this year. Yeah. <laughs> because I really did not need another game trying to compete with my Destiny time next spring. It's like, if it was, if Destiny was still coming out in September, I wouldn't be bothered at all. Right. I'd be like, cool, I can have an uninterrupted month with this game, no problems, probably well into October. No problems. So, oh, I'm going to miss Festival of the Lost, okay. Instead, we're getting this expansion, presumably in the spring again. And we both, though, we've talked about it a lot, but Starfield and Breath of the Wild 2 are both Q1, Q2 games. Mm -hmm. And just God willing that everything does not decide just to drop in March, because if it does, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Right. I, something's got to give it at a certain (laughs) point. It's not going to be missing me missing out on a destiny expansion. Right. God. Or a new Bethesda. Sorry, Breath of the Wild's my like probably the best game I've ever played, but its sequel would have to wait a little bit. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, God, that that's to say nothing of some of these other single player games that we really want, like Jedi Survivor and things like. We're gonna have more. 
especially as we approach the final shape, we're, next year is looking to be one of the most stacked years we've had ever in the history of the industry. I know. And I just, we, we've had this conversation a lot this summer, like how how do you balance playing Destiny or any other, You insert any MMO, right? Insert Final Fantasy XIV, you know, if you're really into Final Fantasy XIV, if you're really into Fortnite content like I have been, uh, Apex Legends, like how do you keep up with all the stuff in these games that you want to play and still have time to consume all the other media. I mean, you've got Disney Plus pumping out shows. You've got HBO putting out quality stuff. Netflix. Uh, I binged Stranger Things in two days because I had a two-day window to do it, and I did it. Mm -hmm. While I was doing other things. I was getting stuff ready for episode 100 while I was binging <laughs> Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, I just finished uh, Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. I was we we stayed up late last night finishing it because yeah. we were we were two episodes behind so we watched five and six back to back at like one o'clock in the morning I think uh, yeah it's the only time we had to watch it right yeah <laughs> we saw the, we saw Thor and then came home and watched two episodes of Miss Marvel last <laughs> night so uh, I marveled out for a while yeah it was a pretty good show though it's great I loved it but yeah. it, it all just like kind of comes back to like when I say something's got to give and it's funny because like. I kind of like that I'm getting the Destiny... I kind of love and hate that I'm getting the Destiny burnout now, as opposed, like, to next spring. I mean, right now because... right now's the point to get it, though. I mean, like, with Solstice so, and then, like... I would rather get it next year, believe it or not, because next year there's at least stuff, like, that I want to do with that free time that I'm creating. Right now it's like, damn, there's no releases that I'm looking forward to. There's, like, um, Escape Academy. What are you talking about? Outriders like, World like, Slayer is out. I hate you. <laughs> There's like, I plan on buying like two games the rest of this year. Like we're, we're in such a downturn for AAA games that I care about right now. And it's very uncharacteristic for me not to care about anything coming out the rest of the year. It's like God of War and Pokemon are all I'm planning to buy. I will probably get Call Splatoon. of Duty because I'm aching. For, oops. I forgot about Splatoon. I completely forgot. Okay. So yeah, there, there's September for me right there. September is planned. Yep. It's King's Fall and Splatoon. <laughs> But it's like it, it all comes back to and like I know that the Bungie devs have talked about like they they like playing things that aren't just from their studio, too. So, like, how do you balance that? And I want to kind of point to some of the more recent jobless things that have been talked about a lot on social media, because you look at all the projects Bungie supposedly has in development and it ranges from they, there's the code name for Lightfall that's out there. I forget what it is. Codename Goliath. Both of those are Destiny projects. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're presumably one of the, there's one for the final shape. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's like three of their seven projects. Matter is one. The mobile IP is one. The Destiny animated series, they are actually actively hiring people apparently to work on like that in franchise expansion. Mm -hmm. They are in incubation on a single player third person action adventure game. And then there was something that came out this week, like supposedly in the job listings. I haven't read it myself. I'm going off Twitter here, say that we're saying like, oh yeah, we saw it in a job listing that a new competitive game is being planned in the Destiny universe. Yeah, and I'm like, Paul Tassie wrote about it. So I, I my apologies, Paul. I know you listen to this. Uh, I have not read what Paul said about it just yet, um, but. This does and does not surprise me. Like we were just yeah. talking about how like trials needs refreshes and stuff. Like, what if this ends up? What if this ends up being their hero shooter, and you play as the not as the other like 
guardians like Shax and Ikora. Like, what and... if what if they're well, this is their answer to like Overwatch? Yeah. I oh man, I would kind of be I, into it. I don't it. think anybody does gunplay better than Bungie. I just yeah, but like they each have their own like unique weapons. You know, I guess my I guess my fear for a game like that is it's still that still would not be what people want, though, unfortunately, like they want a game that basically they want to break. They would want Crucible to be its own game, essentially. And if you did something like that, like great, but you would still need to have, I think, some sort of PvP element in the base Destiny game. Yeah. Like whether that's leaving in, you know. Basically taking out competitive and taking out like trials or something. I don't know what yeah. you do or you make it to where like light level just doesn't matter anymore. Because let's be honest, like that's the that's a big reason why light level is still in here is because of things like trials. I don't know why GMs are locked. Just be like, oh, well, you may want to go get better gear before you do this. But, you know, let us do it. I don't know. Um, there, there's got to be a solution here, though. And I don't know that making a separate pvp game after eight years is the answer we're about to enter year eight of this franchise and you're just now deciding this might be a good idea like you probably should have been having this discussion like four or five years ago yeah like post destiny one you probably should have been having this conversation yeah let me re you want me to read this article on Forbes real quick this yeah 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 re read it out to me so that right. I'm not talking out there, of I, I just found an excerpt it's I recommend reading the whole thing I read it earlier but this thing it says uh I said previously that destiny is almost tailor-made to transition into a game with a hero roster I made the above graphic when I was musing uh about the possibility a possibility that now seems more likely than less uh if the image is cool it kind of looks like a fighting game roster but destiny heroes uh destiny already has the framework for so many potential heroes that i have to believe that this is what's going to happen destiny easily works within the skill the quote skill plus ultimate concept at baseline it would be easy to imagine playing a zavala with a uh thunder crash ultimate and a shoulder charge skill move i mean that's not zavala though zavala is a sentinel titan but that's okay it's okay paul i forgive you uh <coughs> With a bonus uh, arc grenade that he wields uh, as he wields a Thunderlord. Or Kate 6 returns from the dead with a golden gun super, a trip mine, and Ace of Spades uh, in his kit. If we are going full Overwatch, a game with gorillas and giant robots as tanks, you could see other larger characters fitting in here like Keitel or Savathun as well. So that's the excerpt. Uh, I recommend reading the rest of it. Uh, I mean, he's not wrong. He he's not he's not wrong. Except for the Zavala being a. I don't want a whole game like that though. Like I think the Overwatch thing has come and gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, you see how like you, I mean, remember when Overwatch was like the biggest game in the on the planet, and Overwatch Two is struggling to find traction. Well, Overwatch Two is struggling to find traction because they they abandoned Overwatch One like two three years ago. Yeah. Instead of supporting it all the way up until two came out, knowing full well that everything from one was going to carry over to two, like that's a whole other conversation entirely. That's yet another Blizzard fuck up. But like we saw, uh, who was Gearbox tried to replicate it with Battleborn, and that was a 
absolute disaster. I mean, that was, that was dead on arrival. That game was... That was, yeah, that was dead from the second I played that beta. Uh, it was pretty bad. That was the title but... of my very first podcast, by the way, Josh. The very first podcast I ever did was about Battleborn. It was called Penguin in a Mech Suit was the title of the episode. Jesus Christ. I... I don't hate the idea of this, I guess. I just, if you put this out, it feels like it's going to be a DOA game. I would almost rather watch this, like, an Overwatch-style Destiny game be the mobile game, in all frankness. Yeah. I I would almost rather see it be the mobile game or be a mobile Destiny title. Like, jokingly, I saw somebody say when uh, this was being talked about earlier this week, they were like, watch, it's going to be Trials of Osiris mobile. And if it was something like Overwatch, but mobile, I don't think I would hate it nearly as much. I think that if you're going to say, hey, this is a game for the competitive scene for Destiny, like, hey, we're, we're like we're going all in on this. Like you have access to all the abilities from the beginning. You can kit out. You can do whatever. Um, the problem, I think, becomes loot then. Like, well, if I unlock something in one game, do I unlock it in the other? Do I have to play both games? Like you have to handle well, this so delicately, I think. Well, if I mean, I think that's where the hero shooter kind of eliminates all that, because I feel like that's true. That's I, true. You know, you're, you're I feel not wrong. I mean, Zavala and Shax and Saladin and Ikora so, already have their movesets and their weapons and their armor. He, like, they already out. have all that. What if you had a game where that was one mode where like over like guard guarding the payload was a mode. Yeah. But you had other modes like you had you had like a slayer mode that was like a console friendly version of Valorant. Mm-hmm. Or something along that line. Like you had I mean like again, like you said, established heroes I think would be the way to go because you have so many characters from throughout the franchise that you can immediately pull out and like I know that like we giggle thinking about like oh Keitel or oh Savathun, but I mean you could easily just hand them a gun. Like this does not have to be a canonical game. Yeah, but I think at this at this point too though, I feel like they're so into their lore that you would have to stick to Guardians based on the re like the reviving system, like just characters. Say that back it, to life I, I don't even I don't even think I don't even think that. Say it's a simulation. It's a simulation. Yeah, I guess I guess there there, there are so many explanations you could use to get around this. Yeah. Like I and hey, if you use the I'm... simulation argument, then that means you can use maps from planets that have been vaulted in the other game. Mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of into this hero shooter idea, <laughs> to be honest. I'm talking myself into it. Now that now that I th- I'm thinking about it as something more than just like Overwatch. Yeah. And like, there's multiple different modes you could do. Yeah. All right, I could be down with that. Yeah. Um. Man, I'm not there yet, but I do think it would also be a way to introduce guardians that we've heard about in the lore and in legends that we've never gotten to see in person. Like, you could have Cade Six or not Cade Six. God, fucking Shin Malfer. You could have Andal Brask. You could have. Dredge and Yor. I'm naming a whole bunch of hunters here. Uh, Jaren yeah. Ward. Uh, there, there's so many characters like that you could pull in. You could pull in, you know, I, I think that if you don't use Gaul and Keitel and, like, just go fucking nuts with it. Bring in Gaul and Keitel and Savathun. Bring in Oryx. Yeah. Imagine the only class you can use a sword with is fucking Crota, and he's you're running around with his sword. Yeah. Like, you're the tank. Yeah. You could have that, or like you could switch to like Necrochasm or something. Yeah. I don't know, just or Crota's arm, you know, his little like yeah. fucking Matrix hand that comes out. Like there, 
okay, I'm talking myself into this. There's some cool shit you could do here. Petra and Marasov and you could add, you could start adding some of them. You could have Aldrin, you could have Crow, you could have, uh, well, you can't have Amanda because she's not a guardian. Maybe she'll become a guardian by the time this comes out. I think it would be funny to have Hawthorne be the announcer. Yeah. Hawthorne and Amanda are like the announcers for like a mode or something, or like you, you can play as them, but like it's again, it's just like projections of them. Yeah. There, if you go that route, there's so much you could do here. Yeah. There's so much that opens up your universe so much, mm-hmm. and that is something that like oh, major new NPCs get introduced in De- in Destiny Two, like in the base game. Oh, we're gonna make them available in uh, this season's battle pass right. in. Uh, in the competitive side. You could you could add Drifter. Drifter could be playing. I hate that I'm being talked into this. No, you don't. You like it. You like it, I Josh. don't. I don't. I don't like this at all. But I would play it. Oh, I would totally play I it. I would play that. If it was like that, I would... I would have a very hard time paying $60 for the Crucible to be broken off from Destiny. Yeah. Oh, I feel like but this. I, I feel like this would be. Th- if you did this, I think that comp in base Destiny Two is gone. It has to be gone. I feel like this. Even though I, I feel know like this. It. I feel like this game would be a free to play game almost, though. You don't think this would be free to play? I mean, I guess how would you how would you monetize it? I guess. I I think that it all depends on what Sony would let them do at that point. Because we have to remember that they may be planning this, but Sony is still going to have to say yay or nay once they officially own Bungie. Yeah. Well. Do they have the resources to keep up with this? Because I'm sorry, if you don't have the resources to keep up with PvP as it exists now, you better be working on something like this. And then on top of that, we've heard that Matter is supposed to be... Uh, a competitive PvP game. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't want to be playing three Bungie games at all times. So one of those is going to suffer, and I don't think it's going to be base Destiny. Yeah. I think it's much more likely to be an arena shooter, honestly. Yeah. So, like, I guess if you did do it free-to-play, that would be an idea. That would be a way you could go. Or, like, the base game is only $30, and, like, you get access to, like, 20 heroes to start with, but, like, other ones are add-ons. Kind of like Maybe. how MOBAs Maybe how they do Apex Legends, where like the base version is is free to play, but every season you get a new hero and you buy the hero. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, games like Rainbow Six Siege have done that to great effect. Yeah. Um, Rainbow Six, obviously, uh, Apex. Um, I could see them doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, imagine they put Rolk in the game. Oh, I would God. pay ten. I would pay ten bucks to play as Rolk. <laughs> I do it just so I could kick people. Yeah. God, that'd be like his ultimate or whatever. I mean, you could do things like that. You can bring in strike bosses. There's a lot of shit you could do here. I, I'm i talking myself into this more and more. I like this idea, kind of, actually. Like, a lot. <laughs> but if you're, I'm going to say, if you're going to do this, you need to do it soon. Yeah. Because I think if you wait until after Final Shape to say, oh, we have a second game in the Destiny universe. This feels like a mid-season Lightfall kind of drop. What if this keep people interested? So here, here's here's my two cents. We've never had it explicitly confirmed what matter is. Right. The closest thing we heard is arena shooter. Right. What if this is what matter is? Yeah, but then they already confirmed that's a new IP though. They've confirmed they're working on new IPs. I don't think they explicitly ever. Bungie's never acknowledged the existence of matter. They've just acknowledged working on new IPs. 
So, I, I again, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Uh, nobody take any of this out of context or take this as, like, the gospel. Um, I think, like, a mixture of, like, what Overwatch was doing and what Valorant is doing would probably be the best avenue for this game. Because you can't just have it be one thing. It, it, you need to have a variety of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that would also let you curtail special usage a lot more, too. Mm-hmm. And ability usage more you can and the biggest thing is balancing two separate sets two separate sandboxes yeah um i just i again like i don't know what you do with the crucible at that point yeah but again i feel like i feel like with the with the characters in this hero shooter like the archetypes of the things of the characters would be the things that need balance, not the weapons. Right. I'm not, I'm not arguing with that. I'm saying, I don't know how you justify it to your player base. Hey, we know you're playing destiny two and we're asking you to do trials and iron banner and play comp in this game. But there's a whole new hero shooter for you too. Like one of those two things is going to die. And I don't think it's going to be what's attached to the story game. Yeah. So I, I guess that's my biggest issue here yeah. is I don't know how you justify asking people to sink a ton of time into both games and because that still doesn't solve your, it may solve like the PVP itch. It does not solve the balancing problem that they have. Right. Like subclass 3.0 has made crucible completely untenable right. as it currently is. Mm-hmm. So what, like, what do you, what do you do at that point? Like, and I don't think breaking Crucible off into its own title is the answer either. No, I don't. I I definitely don't think that that's the right answer. Because then how? Then you're gonna have the same complaints that I have about Warzone, which is well, when you play Call of Duty Warzone, you don't have the good shit because you didn't play Black Ops Cold War, you didn't play Modern Warfare, you didn't play Vanguard. Like you don't have all the good shit here. Mm-hmm. You should never have to play another game to be good at a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or to have the best stuff in a game. Like, it should be, like, purely cosmetic. Like, oh, you went and finished Witch Queen? Uh, cool, you get, like, uh, you can have a special look on uh, your Hive-based heroes or something. Right. Or on, like, Era, and like on Eris Moore. And anybody associated with the story has, like, special Hive armor or something. Yeah, like a special that, skin you can put it, on. It would have to... All the monetization would have to be cosmetic at that point. Yep. Which, I again, I have no problem. I, I like it when monetization is cosmetic. I'm fine with mm-hmm. it. I just... Yeah, I, I I struggle with thinking in my mind, what do you do with regular Destiny 2 PvP at that point? Because that doesn't solve yeah. the main complaint there. Yeah. So. No, I get it. Yeah. That's, I mean, but that, that would be the problem you have to solve for now. Like, if this hero shooter is successful, that's what you have to solve for. Then, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I have a feeling that they are... If they do a hero shooter, I have a feeling that they will make a Destiny 3 at that point, even though they've been adamant they won't. Yeah. And that Crucible would be dropped from it. Yeah. Um, and they would just go full-on PvE content 24-7. Yeah. Which I personally would not want either. Yeah. Um, I really like the Crucible. I, I like what I just it feel brings. Like, I just feel like the, P, the PvP aspect keeps you engaged with the game longer. It, it does. No, it, it absolutely does. You come for the PVE, you stay for PVP is what gives it the longevity. And yeah, I think that there's there's been enough issues over the years with trials in particular that 
oh, there's not a healthy player base. And, like, I want to see what they do with Season 19. We know the survival rework is coming. I want to see what happens with the Glory playlist before I, like, make any definitive statements. We will revisit this conversation before the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because... I want to see how that shakes out. If that does not shake out well, then I'm 100% on board with the hero shooter. And man, maybe you have to take most of the Crucible, maybe you have to take competitive Crucible out for a while and completely rework it. I don't know. Like, I think we are fast approaching a point where you have to figure something out. Yeah. You have to. Mm -hmm. Like, the player base is only going to get more and more frustrated. And it's the majority of your player base is getting upset because they're not the god-tier PvP players. Right. But you're seeing both sides of the coin getting mad now, mainly about the ability spam after they said, well, we want to focus on weapon play more. Like, maybe you make it to where in comp or in trials or something, it's only only guns, only gunplay. Mm-hmm. Like, no barricades, no supers, no grenades, no melees, none of that bullshit. Yeah. It's just gunplay. I mean, that would be that would be kind of cool to see in Destiny, actually. Call it Armory or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I they, think there are things that are going to have to happen. Yeah. I think that would be a really cool mode, though, to be honest with yeah. you. I, I can't believe it hasn't happened yet. But, Corey, let's, let's I, shift gears just a tiny bit. Yeah, let's... I, I feel like we could talk about this. this. We, we could talk about this all night. Like, we did not plan to talk about this, and that's <laughs> totally fine. We did not have a main topic. I think we just found it. Um, we're going to circle back around to the Schwab, though. Yeah. Because there is some stuff in the Schwab both this week and last week that I want to make sure we touched on, um, especially with Solstice starting next season, or next week, speaking of things that take up too much of our time. Yeah. Four weeks. Four weeks of Solstice, yeah, man. Gross. Why? Unless I'm like misreading the Eververse calendar. No, it says it sounds it like it's said four, four weeks. weeks. It says four weeks because I think there's five weeks left. Four in the fucking season. weeks. I want to I want to touch on this armor first. Okay, so you see the header image up here. The tower looks gorgeous. I love how the tower looks here. It looks like a garden. I'm down for it. Christmas grandma standing by some some sunflowers. I love this armor. Uh-huh. Am I alone in liking this armor? I, I feel like I have been on an island all day where I'm like, yes, finally I like a set of the Solstice armor after five years. Well, this because the hunter looks cool. The Titan looks that stupid. That hunter cloak is awesome. The Titan, again, looks stupid. I okay, with these glows, I really like how the Titan looks. I, I'm not I'm not gonna front. I really like how the Titan uh, looks. I I can't stand it. I, I so genuinely ugly. like all three of these classes. Oh. I'm here for it, man. I love it. I love all. I love the bird, like the the griffins or whatever they are. I love it. The solstice symbols on everything. Oh, oh the hunter chest piece. I'm gonna wear that thing. I'm so excited. I hate. I hate this. I hate this armor with every bone in my body. You and John both, man. I'm totally here for it, dude. I love to be this. fair though. Every other week, I think about playing a different class just because they have cooler armor. And no other reason. I, the, I, I will give you one thing about that Titan armor. That helmet sucks ass. Dude, it's so big. It's got that's wings. That's terrible. It's you have got... fucking wings on your head. God, and that's coming from somebody who gets horns put on their head a lot more than I care to admit. God, it's so ugly, man. There's wings. 
Oh. I love the pauldron. I like the pauldrons, the chess piece, the bath towel. I like it, man. Oh, give me a break, man. I'm a fan. I'm at, and I'm not saying that just to be contradictory. John uh, messaged me earlier and was like, well, I guess I don't have to grind for the solstice armor this year. I was like, damn, really? I actually really like this. And he goes, what? <laughs> So he could not believe that I said I like this. Uh, but a, a quick refresher for what Solstice is going to bring us. Uh, there is a new thing called the event card that is debuting with it. We talked about this like two months ago. I can't believe they talked about this two months ago and expected us to remember everything that was discussed. But the long and the short of it is everyone gets the event card. It is free. It helps organize your objectives and guide players on what they can do during the event. You can view it in your quest tab or at Christmas Grandma. It consists of event challenges, event seals and titles, and upgraded event card rewards. The free events you know and love will remain the same, and some of the free rewards are now claimed via the event card. So things we would normally claim through Christmas Grandma are now claimed in the quest tabs. Cool. You can see everything up front, what you can earn. Great. Completing the challenges earns you event-related rewards and event tickets. You can upgrade the card for 1,000 silver for an instant claimable reward bundle and the ability to spend tickets for more rewards. If you're worried you won't earn tickets uh, enough tickets, no problem. You earn them even if you do not upgrade the card, and you can upgrade it at any time before the event is over. But you have to spend the tickets before Solstice ends on August 9th. The event card rewards will be exclusively obtained through their event uh, in the year they launch, but can be added to the Eververse store in the future. If you see something that you like, I would not chance it personally. I have done that before where I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm going to wait for it to be up for Bright Dust. And it doesn't show for Bright Dust, and I wait two fucking years for it. And by then, I just don't care. I'm jaded. I've got better cosmetics by then. Um, some of the things that you'll instantly get from the upgraded event card, I'm going to be honest. This emote guaranteed that I was going to upgrade mine. The hot dog eating champ. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I love this. I absolutely love this. I'm getting it. I got to ch channel my inner Joey Chestnut, a real American hero. Uh, how many, how many people, on the other hand, how uh, many people that listen to the show? and thrown away. How many people that listen to the show know who Joey Chestnut is? <laughs> Je so, Chestnut, for those of you who don't know, is the hot dog eating champ that... They, every 4th of July, there's a hot dogging contest. This year, he not only won again, he's won it like 13 times in a row. He won it, and he fought off a guy who was up there who pushed him out of the way and was trying to protest during it. He, like, bodied him. It was great. While still eating his hot dog. A true inspiration to us all. Um, and then down here, we've got one of the design leads who talks about things about how you earn and upgrade armor with the update to Solstice. And I, I have not really had a chance to read this, so we're going to kind of read this together. All I know is there's more currencies, which is just what all of us wanted in Destiny. Uh, some more of the goals nice. is to focus on actively upgrading armor the entire event through new, new player actions, provide agency and choice with how you upgrade the armor, give you a chance to reasonably chase armor rolls for the duration of the event, Tie together acquiring and upgrading armor with the theme of Solstice. Lower the barrier to entry for players who haven't engaged with armor sets. So this is probably going to be really, really good for some of the newer players or those who don't engage with 
build crafting nearly as much. It seems like it's going to kind of hold our hands a little. Because he says right here, if you've ever wanted to chase specific armor rolls, Solstice is the time to shine. Want a 100 resilience build? Need a new armor set for Nightfalls, Crucible, or Gambit? We got you covered. And with luck, maybe you'll get the god roll you've been waiting for. Um, the upgrading currencies. It's never good when it's a plural. It's a plurality. Silver leaves. Earn silver leaves by completing activities throughout the game. Cool. Silver ash. Transform silver leaves into ash by completing the new activity Bonfire Bash. No idea what that is, but I look forward to complaining about it next week. Yeah. Spend silver ash to reroll armor stats from the armor mod screen. And then kindling. Earn kindling by completing event challenges. Spend kindling to upgrade your armor stat roll potential. Each piece of armor can up be upgraded three times with three tiers. You only need to do this once per armor slot. Every time you upgrade a piece of solstice armor, it is permanent and shared across all pieces for that slot. So you upgrade a, a helmet all the way to tier three. Every solstice helmet in your inventory and any future helmets you earn for that class can now access tier three stat rolls. And yeah, um... This is this is going to be interesting. I'm really curious. Um, and, you know, they show a picture of all the glows. I will say the, the white glows don't look nearly as good. No, no. it looks a little weird. The, the hunters have like this uh, this weird twine like wrapped around them. It looks way cooler with the actual like colored glow. Yeah. But uh, yeah. OK. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That Titan's a little rough Titan without without the extra so... glow. It's a little rough. God, it looks so stupid. I hate the Titan armor so much. It's it's rough. <laughs> it's it's tough. It's a tough look, my guy. I, I like the hunter armor though. If I was a hunter, I'd be so stoked. This arm, I love like the wrapping around the chest piece and the in the mm. gauntlets. Like I just I love it. And I mean the, the warlock's fine too, but nobody likes warlocks. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I want to note this final uh, shot that we have here. Your armor is nice and shiny. You get a you gain access to high stat rolls, focusing on a stat or two of your choice. So here we have the spark of resilience. Is what they have uh, highlighted, and imbuing armor with a spark guarantees at a minimum of plus twenty in its corresponding slot. Um, I love that. I love seeing that. That makes me much more likely to engage with this armor because I will say, like, even if you don't like the look of the armor. You get your god roll that you want. And you upgrade the armor the way you want it. Slap a transmog piece on it. Mm -hmm. I, I for one, look forward to crafting some that I don't currently use artifice armor for. Like, my arms are spoken for. Those will be artifice forever. I got a 67 on those. A nat 67 <laughs> on my gauntlets. They're artifice. I'm never taking them off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, need those extra, I need those extra champion slots because they won't take champions out of the fucking game. Um, I can see myself doing this for my helmet, though, or for my legs, especially. Yeah. Um, my chest piece, but like my my cloak and my arms are spoken for. But I can easily see myself doing this. And uh, they noted the resilience. I probably will invest pretty heavily in resilience for my arms, or for my chest piece. Excuse me, not my arms. My arms are untouchable. My legs have like a plus thirty to the thirty five or something to the resilience, and I still need that to be higher. <laughs> So well. uh, that's Solstice. <laughs> We're going to talk a lot more about Solstice next week. I don't know what Bonfire Bash is. I'm a little afraid. I want to see what the event card looks like. Like we're going to we're going to talk a whole lot about Solstice next week. How ugly is the armor really? Like all all that all that coming at you next week. It's ugly.
It's ugly. Um, I wanted to draw attention to, so the Bungie Foundation is doing their annual fundraiser they do every year. Um, the, uh, at, for the past week, they have updated, just in one week alone, they've done uh, 800000 $811,000. Their goal is $1 million, so they're going to go flying right past that. Um, of course, you can earn uh, a number of emblems. $50 gets you the 7 of 7 emblem, which is actually really rad. And then uh, $100 gets you a bunch of vaulted uh, Bungie Foundation emblems. Uh, funder, and then people who are fundraising for them who hit 2,500 will get a special emblem. And then those who hit 5,000 will get a special heart emblem as well. Um, what I really wanted to talk about was this loyal companion emote. It's been in the shop since uh, the beginning of the season. It says here 165,000 guardians have found their loyal companion, just like the make a wish kid Christian. Um, if you have not had a chance to go read Christian's story, which was in the uh, TWAB last week, I encourage you to go read it. It's beautiful. Um, his wish to make a wish was that his dog, who helped get him through chemo, or was helping get him through chemo, could be immortalized in his favorite game, which was Destiny 2. Uh, so they made the loyal companion emote. I am one of the people who have purchased this. Uh, I am a sucker for a good cause. <sighs> It's beautiful. I absolutely love this. Um, I would encourage you to go watch the video that is uh, that is in there. So uh, his guardian, uh, his destiny character, uh, Prime Forty, and his dog Artemis are weaved into the game forever. And we're going to read the lore behind uh, Artemis tonight uh, as our lore corner. But that is uh, something we did not get to last week, and I really, really wanted to make sure we touched on that. That is uh, it's a beautiful story, man. Like, we would all love to see our favorite furry companions uh, accompany us around in Destiny. Yeah. I, for one, would like to be clearing a raid with my cat riding on my shoulder. He wouldn't like it, but I would. He could, like, mm -hmm. maybe sit in, like, a backpack on my on my back. There's some hunter cloaks that have backpacks. He could, like, just be, like, chilling back there. <laughs> periodically biting me, because that's what he likes to do. My cat, my so. ca my cat would probably just, like look at me and then run to to rock and try to step on me like rock step on you like rock um there was a uh, there was also something last week we picked the job completely last week we had so many great questions and memories we wanted to get to um the uh we talked about cosplay cosmodrome slightly last week which is amazing if you've not gone and looked at the Savathun cosplays especially i want to especially highlight willow's incredible cosplay um but they did one called shreds of light which was really funny. It was basically like, what's the trashiest cosplay you could make? Oh. Um, and there's some great Rolk ones in here. My absolute favorite one is uh, the pug that uh, is dressed up like a war beast. And it's just like, it's a uh, zero sugar Coke box and some empty, uh, I think, monster cans taped to the top of it. <laughs> This is this looks this looks awful, but it's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Johnny wanted to talk about this last week, and I completely forgot to bring it up. Uh, and also, uh, shout out to John. John is uh, getting a new cat, and is named Eris. Mm. So, uh, yeah. <coughs> Hope that cat. Those of you don't know, John, and... John works at a vet's office, so uh, he's uh, <laughs> adopting one of the cats. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh God. yeah, to go with uh, his girlfriend's cat, uh, Oreo. So, 
Um, I think that, that that about does it for the twab tonight. Um, small twab. A very small, very small twab. Um, I don't expect really any big ones. They've kind of got they they noted they're really going quiet for the summer for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot to really talk about right now. I do as solstice goes on, we're gonna start get because we're getting to the time where okay, we're about five weeks out now from five and a half weeks out from the new season. Yeah. We're gonna start getting details for that new season, like oh, what's the major patch look like. What do uh, revamps to playlist activities look like? Things like that. We'll get that over the next few weeks. So we'll have stuff to talk about. We'll have Solstice next week, obviously. Um, Let's talk about this story for a little bit, though. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, and the story, for the most part, kind of wrapped up. Mm -hmm. Um, Corey, I'm assuming you've had a chance to finish the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Why is this final mission not replayable is my first question. Because it's because it's destiny and they don't like you to replay things. <laughs> because it's good. <laughs> um, it's really really annoying that the best of the sever missions is not replayable. Yeah. Um, the way that my jaw dropped upon seeing Keitel in the arena with us mm-hmm. and her throwing up the bubble around us and actually shooting at the enemies, actually doing something was pretty great. Yeah, it reminded me of like a better version of Zavala in the red war, the opening mission, yeah. the homecoming. That, mission. That's, that's the, that's the example that you and I point to so often. And like, we, we highlighted how we loved Ikora in the final mission of, uh, the witch queen show up and throw her Nova bomb at the, uh, the ships that were coming in. Yeah. I, I want more like this and I'm very glad that it was Keitel who was there with us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I get that. Like, for logistical reasons, probably, it's infeasible to have NPCs on our side running around actually doing real stuff. Mm-hmm. But even throwing up that shield is helpful. Like, yeah. creating wells helps. Like, we, we when we rescued Saint-14, we had him throwing up uh, void bubbles for us. Yeah. So we were just going in and constantly supercharging our super and getting, you know, weapons of light and overshields and things like that. This was really cool, though, that we, had, you know, you have to fight off three nightmares. Um, and then when you're done with it, and you're, you're fighting off the three that you did um, in the Severance missions. But Gaul from, uh, not Gaul, Callus uh, <laughs> from the old Leviathan raid, uh, he's out there. And I saw people screen capping it going, hey, this looks familiar. Too bad we couldn't have gotten a raid back with this. I'm like, no, man, don't. No, y'all really romanticize that raid a lot that, more than it deserves. Oh, man, that raid was like trash. Yeah, I wasn't gonna quite put it that way, but yeah, I, I, I don't like Leviathan like at all. <laughs> yeah, the more time that I spend there this season, the more I'm like, oh god, I've still god. got like ten of these severance missions to go do. I don't want to do this. Yeah, and even containment. If, excuse me, <laughs> containments. And even if like Leviathan wasn't broken as crap like it still was not fun like how many times how many times when you know the away team would get sucked into like the the you know well i forget what the realm is where you're like sliding across the floor towards his face or whatever and the final shadow realm so yeah the shadow realm memes and like you would just get stuck and then die for no reason yeah, I'm I'm a little over um, <laughs> doing anything on the Leviathan at this point. Yeah, I 
But I like the resolution that the story gives us. Keitel coming and accepting that her father is good and truly gone now mm-hmm. is it's a powerful moment for her storyline. You know, since we met her, she in fact, since we first started getting whispers of her, she's been hunting him. Mm-hmm. We forget that way, 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 way back in season of the worthless uh, with the fourth horseman, you know, she did a heist on the tower. Yeah. sent some of her operatives to steal the fourth horseman. And we had to go get it back from them. That's the first time we had the legendary lost sectors, actually. Um, you, know, you had to go take that back. And ever since then, her whole mission has just been like revenge against her father. That's all that that's all her goal has ever been. And, you know, that that carried us through chosen. And we had that as a running theme. And, uh, you know, the lore behind Splicer and Lost, and then especially this past season in, um, oh God, what was, Risen, Season of the Risen, yeah. and now this, you know, the Vox Obscura mission, like all that stuff. It's been such a defining part of her character. I'm excited to see what happens now, but I want to wait a while to see what happens. I don't want another season focusing on Kaido. Yeah. We've had, we've had two in a row now. We need to get back to my boy Mithrax. We need to get back to Mithrax. We need to check in and see what's going on with Drifter and Eris because they're up to some shit. Not to um, not to not to derail the conversation, but going no, no, back no, to that hero good. shooter, what would Mithrax be like in that? Hmm? Oh God, he'd be an absolute monster. <laughs> I would love it. I give him anarchy, man. Give him anarchy. Whoever's Mithrax is going to run around putting anarchy nipples on everybody. Oh God. Uh, we know who Johnny's going to play as. Instantly um, regret this conversation. In, instant regrets. Anarchy <laughs> Top nips. 10 faces before disaster. Is Corey smiling? <laughs> um, I, I think that where the story kind of goes from here is a little open-ended, though. You know, we see Eris and Crow and Zavala show up at the end, and Zavala goes up and, you know, put just puts his hand on Kaido's shoulder. Like, yeah. you know. That was a nice moment. It, it was a nice moment. It was an earned moment. Yeah. And that that's what's most rewarding in these stories and destiny is when you get to a conclusion that feels earned. Mithrax and Saint fighting side by side. Uh, Crow leaving um, Spider. Yeah. Um, Elsie and Anna uh, reuniting. You know, there there's been so many of these moments. Zavala and his wife, even this season. Like, there's been so many earned moments mm-hmm. that we've been waiting like years to see and so much character development really shoved into the last four or five seasons now and it's like man we really went through a whole year in shadow keep with no real development other than <laughs> oh you saved saint and that's so frustrating i think to look back on that and even when we look back fondly at like forsaken and we look at the storylines of the black armory and joker's wild and opulence and it's like yeah there was some really great lore that's when we got the visions of callus scions of the end yeah, that's when we got Drifter's whole backstory. Yeah, you know, in the uh, in the Gambit lore, and we first heard about you know the uh, the creatures of darkness that he fought on that ice moon. Yeah, and you know things that theories that have kept us going. You know, we heard more about the Nine, who are still so mysterious. We had the Zer quests and all that. We forget how shitty the story actually was in game. <laughs> yeah, for like two years there, and then. I feel like Hunt started to change it a little. As much as we may have hated Wrathborn Hunts, the story around Crow and around Hawkman was actually really well done. And then I don't, Chosen I would just say, took... I would say uh, Arrivals. The story of Season of Arrivals, Arrivals was Arrivals pretty decent. Was, Arrivals was decent. It was good. And I think 
now looking back on it, it, it's been two years since Arrivals, and I was thinking about this the other day. I think we overrated it so much at the time because it was such a radical departure. Yeah. Well, it was so much but better than anything we had gotten in like, like a year least, and a half. It's like the least of the seasons that we've gotten since then. Yeah. Like. No, I understand. Like, it was like the start of something great, but like oh, at yeah, the no, time, no, no, no. at the time, it was like it was better than anything we got since like the. I would argue the Forsaken campaign. I would argue. Oh no, no, yeah, there, there is no arguing. I think that's the best story that they told. And like the banter between Drifter and Eris alone, the Nakris mission, like all that stuff was great. Mm-hmm. And then now, you know, it's like oh, they spent the whole year building up a Sabathun. Like, and I think the question now is. What are we building towards with with Lightfall? Like we kind, I don't want to say we knew by the end of Chosen that Osiris was Savathun, but that's definitely the the theories were definitely forming that point. Mm-hmm. And then it was confirmed with the end of Splicer, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what would have normally been three months out, you know, we knew we had to get there. Like, well, you know, is Savathun just going to show up one day? Like, we had her name dropped in the you know, the opening of Hunt, and then that was about it. Yeah. Um, is Zivu Arath going to pull the same thing? You know, what's Zivu Arath doing? That's one of the big questions remaining. You know, where where do we go from here? And I really hope that whatever the epilogue is for this, that it sets up kind of where we go for the next, for the rest of this year, for the next two seasons. Like, don't just tease me about oh what's gonna happen like or it's oh we gotta we gotta shoot the crown off into space like we know that's not gonna happen because it's a seasonal vendor, mm-hmm. right? Like what are you gonna do? Just put a fucking kiosk there instead? That's lame, right? <laughs> you gonna quarantine Eris there? That's lame. Like what what are you gonna do? And I think that the answer lies in well the Leviathan is just kind of chilling here. And we're going to need a master of the dark arts. We're going to have to call up the Drifter. You know, I would love to find out that, like, Drifter and Mithrax are, like, reluctant allies hunting the spider or something. Yeah. Or we find out, like, Drifter. Because we know Drifter is doing something. Or at least knows something about spiders' activities. Right. So, do you, like, that's going to bring him and Mithrax into, uh... You know, in the conflict, is that how they vault Gambit? And Mithrax kills off Drifter? Right. <laughs> oh, God. How you get rid of Gambit? Is that your response to not fixing it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they could eliminate Gambit and not get rid of Drifter. I feel like they could just be like, oh, well, the tube in his little hideout broke and <laughs> can't fix it. I, I honestly, I, I love John's theory of, like, when the tower gets attacked, Drifter just shows up with an army of prime evils to cover everyone's escape. Yeah, that's a cool I would theory. Love that. It's going to be like, well, hey, listen, the bad guys don't have divinity and swords. They're not going to be able to kill the prime evils quickly enough. They're <laughs> not going to do, uh, they're not doing optimal DPS. <laughs> I, I I would love it. I would absolutely love it. I, I think the end of this story is so bonkers, though, because then you get back to the helm and you're you're listening to it. And like, Eris is telling you one thing like, oh, you know, we need to be vigilant. We need to keep patrolling the Leviathan and this and that. And, you know, Zavala's like, we're going to enact a quarantine around it. And then you listen to the audio message over there off to the side and you start to get a little uneasy. Like Eris is basically like, I hope this doesn't reach the guardian's ears. And she's talking about drifter because she's calling him a rat. He's doing something in the reef right now. Yeah. What's he doing? Like what, what is Mara up to? That's really the question I think we have to ask because I've long believed that the dreaming city is the next thing to get vaulted. 
with how they do the Legends tab now, you could easily keep Last Wish in and just shift it over to that tab. Mm-hmm. Vault Dreaming City. You've never done anything else with the Dreaming City. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. It's time. You know, you, you've reused a bunch of areas that we've had before. Yeah. And it's it's time to let it go. It's time to say goodbye. I don't know what else you can really do there anymore. Mm-hmm. So what is she pulling, not just Eric, because we know Eris are very close. Are they pulling Drifter into their schemes because he fits a purpose? Mm, like, I mean... the enemy of my enemy is my friend type situation, because I cannot imagine that Mara wants to do business with him. Unless she's looking would... for, unless she's looking for, like, in case things go wrong, like an escape route, and he knows how to get to deep space, and maybe that's what happens after the final shape. Yeah, I, I've long maintained that I think that Drifter is going to be part of that next expansion. Mm-hmm. That I think he's very important to the future. He's the only one who's ever gone beyond the solar system that we know of. Yeah. And, well, Mara's court is technically beyond the, the Milky Way. Because she, when you go there, you can see the Milky Way from there. Yeah. I still would like to know who she was talking to when she said uh, we needed to depart because her next guest does not take kindly to the light bearers. Who the hell was she meeting with? Yeah, I don't know. It's like, I don't think it's anybody that's known to us. Like, unless it was, like, secretly Keitel, but she was ready to kill Keitel, so who knows? Yeah, who who knows? Who, I don't who, know. Who, who actually knows? I'm very curious to see who that is. Uh, watch it like she was, watch it gets revealed that she was talking to, like, Rolk or something. Huh. Yeah. Gross. That would be, uh, yeah, yeah, gross. Gross is right. Um, I mean, it could be something as uninteresting as, oh, she was talking to Elsie or someone like that. Like, who knows? I, I think that one of the major remaining mysteries really is what is Marasov's purpose in this story? And also, what is what is the purpose of the Nine? Is that something that actually gets answered in these games? Or does that not get answered until, like, maybe whatever comes after the final shape? Yeah. I don't know. I think I don't. Man, I, the nine have been just so far out of my realm of thinking at this point that it's like I yeah. forgot. You know, I don't even think about Zur hardly ever anymore. <laughs> like, no, I God, dude, I would love for there to be like some wacky explanation. Like Zur is like uh, I don't know our guardian from a different timeline or something. Just God. like. Uh, my favorite theory is that Zur is Fenchurch. That's my favorite fan theory. What's Wait, what's the theory around that? I don't think I've heard it. I don't think it really is a theory. It's just like, oh, what if Zur was Fenchurch, essentially? Like, Fench- a- a- Tess always says no word from Fenchurch today, you know? What if he was actually Fenchurch? And I mean, like, I think we can kind of disprove that he isn't because we've actually gotten word from Fenchurch recently. He's one of Ikora's hidden. Yeah. Um, in the collector's edition for the Witch Queen, we actually got messages from Fenchurch um, that he witnessed uh, Mara bring down in a pyramid by herself. So, I don't know. Lo- lots of interesting avenues that the story can go, and I'm, I'm very curious to see how they do it because this season kind of wrapped everything up really neatly, like to the point where I wouldn't have been shocked if this was like the final season of a year. Mm-hmm. Like, this could have been the end season for this whole story arc, and I would not have been shocked. Well, I wonder if I wonder if the next two seasons then will just be setting up Lightfall then. I, I think it has to. Yeah. I personally think it has to. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. <sighs> Corey. Yeah, Josh. Let's go to Lore Corner real quick. Lore Corner. Lore Corner. <laughs> Still waiting for some things to unlock in the API, but that's okay. But so we're gonna read the uh, we're gonna read the lore. It's actually from last season about um, Artemis and uh, Prime Forty. Prime Forty is of course uh, Christian's uh, guardian in game, and Artemis is his dog. Cool. It's on the Mind Shard Sparrow, the the Scion looking Sparrow from last uh, last season season pass. Prime 40 leaned against the side of the small cafe and watched the children of the city happily chasing Artemis. Artemis seemed to enjoy it as much as the children did. He barked playfully and wagged his tail as if to encourage them as they ran to him, only to suddenly juke and sprint quick circles around the courtyard over and over as they laughed. Finally, he flopped down in the shade of a wooden table and the children descended on him in a whirlwind of head pats and belly rubs. The roar of a sparrow broke the calm. Prime 40 stepped forward as it tore past, his cloak whipping around him in the dusty air. Another guardian heading up to the tower, Prime 40 thought. He squinted into the distance and saw a stream of ships leaving the hangar, heading east. Something's happening at the Cosmodrome, he said quietly. Artemis trotted over to him and whined. Prime 40 knelt and scratched him behind his ears. Come on, he said. The Exo and his dog walked along the low wall at the edge of the city. Prime 40 ran a gloved hand along the rough and crumbling surface, his fingers absentmindedly skimming over cracks from years of wear. When they reached a gap in the easternmost point, Prime 40 climbed through without trouble and gazed for a moment at the dry grassland stretching far into the distant mountains. He kicked the stone block upright and sat down, resting his strong back against the city wall. Artemis sat obediently at his feet. If trouble's coming, Prime 40 said, gesturing past the scrub and blooming mesquite, it's coming from over there. Artemis barked in agreement. Whatever it is, we'll handle it together, Prime 40 said. Same as always. Artemis huffed contentedly, laid down, and crossed his front paws protectively over Prime 40's boots. The two looked out over the plains, and together they waited for what would come next. <laughs> I like this. I, li I like this a lot. It's not, you know, the most, like, incredible piece of lore, but it is something that I think has a unique place in a Destiny story. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of cements that legacy of and you wouldn't know it if you, if you didn't know the backstory behind it but it cements bungie's charity initiatives and the bungie foundation and stuff into the universe mm -hmm. um, which is such a big part of their company values at this point so i really like seeing that yeah yeah i like great. it so that's it but uh yeah short lore corner tonight Corey. cool let's do the thing let's do the thing well everybody I want to thank everybody for listening and or watching the Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. If you listen on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star rating or review. If you listen on YouTube, please leave a thumbs up and uh, subscribe to that channel if you want. It really helps us out. Josh, thank you for your time tonight. I appreciate you. Where can we, <coughs> where can we find you? Twitter, at Josh underscore Finn, two ends. And you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, listen to episode 100. Uh, that was a celebration of us and our friends and our community. It was a good time. Uh, like Josh said, we're going to be getting those uh, giveaways out shortly. Uh, so they're coming. Don't worry. Uh, <clears throat> follow us at Tower Casuals on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show at towercasuals at gmail.com. I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. And until next time. We love you. Goodbye.